Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If you haven't been here for a while, it's probably because I haven't been here for a while and I do apologise for the little hiatus. We have been working on a lot of things behind the scenes. You will have to excuse me. Literally, my eyes are watering. I've just had a coughing fit. I started recording the podcast and I was like struggling to breathe. So yeah, your, your girl's been very poorly this week and um, I didn't realise that I still have a cough. So I do apologise. I thought that I was ready for this. But it's been a while and it's the first one in a long time because I've been making some changes behind the scenes. I didn't feel so aligned with the Reclaim You title of the old podcast. So we've taken things in a new direction. And the reason being, one, Reclaim You came around from an old mentor who's an absolute sleazebag now. And I had a really terrible experience with him. So I wanted to start afresh. And there's nothing wrong with taking things in a different direction and starting afresh. And this is something that we're really going to try and get that message across on this podcast. And in terms of the new name, I always talk about how taking imperfect action is so much better than sitting there and not taking any action at all because you're scared that it's not going to be perfect because you're a perfectionist and you're living up to these ridiculously high standards. And that's what I want this podcast to be about, about you don't have to live up to the standard of, I have to do everything perfect. There's no point doing it unless I can hit 100%, you know, in terms of fitness. Why bother? Because I can't hit my 10,000 steps today, so I can't bother. And that is the mindset that we're trying to rid ourselves of and showing up with imperfect action because it's the imperfect action that's going to get you the results. It's going to help you to be more consistent. And over time, that is going to equate with you getting to your goals. So that is the message of this podcast. And not being perfect every day because being perfect sucks. (laughs) Because nobody is at the end of the day. And if we always strive for perfection, then we end up letting ourselves down and feeling like a failure. So it's about just doing our best to thrive imperfectly as our best selves. And that's the whole message of this podcast. And I really hope that throughout 2024, we can talk about lots of topics, not just health and fitness as well, but exploring other areas of your life where we can help you to thrive imperfectly and show up just that 1% better every day because that's what it's all about. So now that the formalities have been covered, I wanted to talk about how I have lost eight pounds in the first week of January because you're probably like, Laura, how on earth have you managed that? Like eight pound is pretty impressive, especially when I generally say to my clients, like a one to two pound loss a week is amazing. Like that is sustainable weight loss. But how are you losing eight pound in the first week of Jan? Well, first of all, let's backtrack and talk about my goals for this year. It's going to be a very Laura focused podcast, but we don't mind that. I will talk about your problems and we'll throughout 2024 as well. I'm going to get you to like write in with your questions and things so that we can talk about things that you guys want me to address and that you would like to talk about as well. So my goals are, I want to lose body fat this year to hit my target of roughly 60 kilograms. So I started the year on what, like 69? And I'm currently at 65. So now that number 60 kilograms is not set in stone. 
I think that we can get very caught up on the number of the scales in thinking, oh, I have to be this number. But no, we do not have to be a certain number on the scales. But it's nice to strive towards something. It's nice to have a goal of thinking, right, I roughly would like to be around this number. But I'm also not going to beat myself up if I don't get to 60 kilograms. I'm not going to beat myself up if I get to 62 and I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling my absolute best. I feel so good in my clothes. I'm feeling really good in the gym. Like I am performing at my best and I don't want to drop any more weight. Then that is absolutely fine. And that's why we're just going to roll with the little milestones and see where this journey takes me. But it's not all about weight loss. It's a lot about performance and it's about showing myself how strong I can truly be and unveiling my ultimate potential I think like one thing that scares me in life is thinking and looking back when I'm in my 60s you know when I'm in my little old lady body and thinking oh my gosh I wish that I'd have just seen what my true potential was I wish that I'd have just pushed myself that bit more to see what I was truly capable of because I think right now I'm probably functioning at like 30 40 percent of what I'm truly capable of And that excites me, like that gets me up out of bed every day. And that is why it's so powerful to have goals, like outside of work life, you have to have that purpose of wanting to achieve something. And it does give me that get up and go every day. It does give me that, you know, I'm not just exercising for the sake of ticking a box and exercising. I'm exercising because I'm training towards these goals and I'm pushing myself to see my true potential. And that is what excites me. And that's what you know, pushes me along this journey towards discovering my best self and showing up as my best self. And I think that that is so powerful. So this is why it's so important to set those goals and to be ambitious as well. So the body fat target, of course, body fat is really difficult to track. Like, yes, scales say what body fat is like your scales will probably say on it you know yeah you have 28% body fat or whatever like that is literally them just plucking a number out of anywhere that body fat percentage can change if your scales need to be cleaned like if there's a bit of dust on those scales that body fat percentage will change that's why you cannot get obsessed over that number and that's why it's really difficult to actually truly measure body fat like even a dextra scan, it's really difficult to truly see your body fat. And of course, you're not going to be going for those all the time anyway, because they're super expensive and, you know, the radiation. <laughs> but it's really important for me then to track the variables and to track, sorry, not to track the variables, to make sure that the other variables are kept the same every day in terms of the weight. So making sure that I'm weighing every day first thing on a morning after the toilet without clothes on because I'm trying to see the most accurate figure on the scales and the direction that things are heading am I obsessed with the scales because I'm weighing every day absolutely not because I know that it's just a number that number doesn't define me that number doesn't then go on to rule my day and I don't then say oh I feel terrible because of that number and that is how I've created such a, a positive mindset around the weight loss journey because it's not a I have to lose weight to fit in in society I have to lose weight to look like my friends I have to lose weight because this is what everyone on Instagram is doing I'm doing it for myself and when it comes from that place of 
I'm doing it for me, not anybody else, then you're going to enjoy the journey far more. You're going to actually have a better relationship with food and your body and your body image. And you're probably going to get to your goals a hell of a lot quicker and happier as well. And that's why it's so important to consider your whys behind this. Like, why are you wanting to achieve this? Because that crap is powerful. So that's kind of like my weight loss goals in a sense. Now, my other goals are very much performance-based because I want to hit 10 pull-ups by the end of the year. Now, what am I on at the minute? I can do a few chin-ups. Um, I've never really pushed past one pull-up because I've always been like, oh, just one pull-up knackered now. <laughs> so one of my goals is to hit 10. Now that might sound ambitious, but I'm hitting pull-ups three times a week at the minute. I have recruited, <laughs> recruited, I have invested, that's the better word, in a gymnastics coach. And you might think, what the hell? Why are you doing gymnastics? Do not think gymnastics is in like cartwheels and round offs and, you know, backflips and stuff like that. Like not that kind of gymnastics. If you've ever heard of CrossFit, if you haven't, go and look it up. It's a very inspirational sport. Now I used to look at CrossFit and think, oh my gosh, like these people are crazy. Surely that's not safe. How are they getting the energy to do this? Like, are they not injured all the time? I didn't really have a clue what was going on, to be honest. And I will hold my hands up and say that. Like, I used to think CrossFit was mental. However, I now think CrossFit is amazing because it doesn't just challenge me. It doesn't just challenge me to be better, but it also humbles me. It very much humbles me. I went into a CrossFit gym thinking, right, I've had years of weightlifting experience, you know, I'm a coach, I'm quite experienced in this area, I will be fine. Oh my gosh, was I shocked. (laughs) This is for a whole other episode, I would say, but it's so inspiring, the sport of CrossFit. And there's always something to keep you on your toes. There's always something else that you have to learn. Now, the basis of CrossFit is Olympic lifting, gymnastics and a hell of a lot of cardio and there's a lot of variety in there as well so when we talk about variety you don't have a clue what you're going to do that day so it's not just right I'm going to rock up and I know exactly what this programming is everything is at my gym anyway they're brilliant at progressively overloading each week but also the workout at the end you don't have a clue what's coming you can't prepare for that in a sense so you have to be practicing all of these skills. And gymnastics is a huge skill, which forms a massive part of it because gymnastics is your pull-ups. It's your handstands. It's handstand push-ups. But it's also the things like toes to bar. So if you're thinking, what on earth is toes to bar? It's literally as it sounds. It's holding on to a bar, hanging, and literally getting your toes up to the bar. Sounds easy. No, 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 no. Not when you have just done 60 kilograms cleans and you've been for a 200 meter run and then you come in and you have to do that. Like it is fatiguing, it's hard. So if I can get stronger at my gymnastics, then I know that that's going to help me to be better at CrossFit, to show myself my true potential there. And I'm not competitive. Like this is one part of CrossFit I do struggle with because it is very competitive. It's about you know, it's about winning at the end of the day. It's it's a competitive sport, but I'm just there to compete with myself at the end of the day and just show up and just to see what I can do on that day. And some days I might be like, right, my, what would usually be a hundred percent is what's 40% today. You know, I've only got this 40% to give. 
and that's all I can give and that's absolutely fine like not every day is a great day just like any other training but this is why I want to get better at gymnastics because that's one thing that's holding me back at the minute and I want to be able to do my toes to bar I want to get them up there and I want to be better at the gymnastics side of things because it's something that holds me back and it stops me missing out on all the fun and that's what I want to do so that is an area that I'm investing in at the minute. I've got a coach and that's probably why if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me being upside down a lot. I'm doing a lot of handstands at the minute. I am getting strong at the pull-ups and doing a lot of practicing, hanging off the bar and lifting my legs up and building hip flexor strength and all this stuff. And it's exciting. It's really cool because it's different to what I would usually train. But again, there is still that element of progressive overload in there because without that, it's not going to challenge me to grow. It's not going to help me to get stronger. It's not going to grow me muscle, grow me strength. It's not just random exercises every time. It's a very structured and progressive program. And my gymnastics coach is amazing. So yeah, (laughs) that is goal number three. And then my next goal is I want to get back into running. Now, everyone seems to be running at the minute. (laughs) I don't know if it's because the Hyrox thing is becoming, whoa, like Hyrox is taking over, it seems. But I don't want to get into running because I want to, you know, go and compete in all these events and stuff. I want to get into running again because it was so good for my mental health once upon a time. Yes, I have been a runner at one point in my life I used to well I used to I once did the great north run going back it's probably 10 years ago now like that's a while back so I know I can do it. I know I can run but there's always something in the back of my head that tells me Laurie you're not built for running Laurie you've got a sprinter's body <laughs> you haven't got that endurance body but I want to prove it wrong I want to show up and be like no these thoughts have held me back for long enough Yes, strong running may not be one of my strongest points, but it's something I really want to get better at because I know how much it helps me mentally to go out, to get my headphones in and go for a run. Like that feeling is just amazing. And I'm not just doing it for, you know, yeah, I want to prove to myself I can do it. But at the same time, it helps to improve fitness levels. It helps to get out in the outdoors and just get some nice fresh air in you. And I'm saying this right now from somebody who's been struggling to breathe this week. So running is definitely not on the cards this week, but please watch this space because I will take you on this running journey with me and I will show you how you can go from being a bottom heavy girl with a big bum (laughs) to actually, yeah, we can run. And I'm not saying I'm going to be out there running marathons, but you know, just the odd 510k over here. And again, that would be amazing for me. So yeah, watch this space. So we've got a few goals going on this year. Now, obviously, the first one being the weight loss goal. So this is going swimmingly. It's going amazing. It always does in January because we're motivated. We have the shiny object syndrome. It's something new. It's something fresh. It's a fresh page of 2024. And I lost eight pound in that first week of January. Laura, how did you do this? Well, I was consistent. Did I cut out carbohydrates? No. Did I cut out fats? No. Did I go less than 1,400 calories? No. (laughs) Was I exercising every day? No. 
But what I was doing is I was making sure I was in a calorie deficit. Of course, number one, the key to fat loss. If you're not in a calorie deficit, then what are you doing? (laughs) That is the key. Number two, consistency. Now, it's hard to say, yes, I was consistent because it was just a week. But I was consistent over that week. I didn't get to Friday and then go, oh, it's Friday now. Right, back to the takeaway, back to the bottle of wine or whatever. I kept it going because this journey is important to me. And that's one of my goals. And it's not me depriving myself of anything. I've had a pizza in this journey. I have enjoyed it, actually. I've enjoyed exploring different foods. And it's been quite nice because I've been doing it alongside my clients and especially the girls on Thrive who are very much in a fat-focused phase right now. Of course, that's what Thrive is. It's an eight-week fat loss program. It's really nice to do it alongside them and to get inspired from other people and to get excited, romanticize the journey. And that's what it's about for me. So I've been consistent. I've been consistent with my steps. In the first week, I think I only hit 60,000. But in the weeks gone by, what are we in now? The third, we're on for 70K like the other weeks we've done. And that's like a a minimum for me. I should be hitting 70,000 minimum. But the more steps, the merrier. And I always say this. And again, romanticizing that journey of, right, yeah, it may be cold outside. It may be rainy, but we've all got coats. We've all got, you know, trousers and things that we can take off when we get in the house and put them on the radiator. Like skin is waterproof. And if you seriously want to make changes, then you have to change something. You can't just be coming home and sitting and watching Netflix, sitting and watching the traitors. Yes, I watch the traitors, (laughs) but I use the traitors as a habit reward system. If I go out and get my steps, then I can come back and watch the traitors. And that's a really important thing that I've been using that habit reward thing. I've been using the reward of, right, when I'm out for a walk, I can listen to a podcast. And that excites me, breaks up my day, it makes it fun. And this is what it's all about. It's making the journey more fun for yourself, more appealing, but also reminding yourself of your goals. Have there been days when I don't want to wake up at 5am? I don't want to go to the gym at 6am. I would rather lay in bed. I tell myself I I hate exercise. Yes, that absolutely have. But are those things going to get me my goals? No. Me laying in bed horizontally, (laughs) snoozing, is not going to get 10 (laughs) pull-ups. And that's something we have to remember. And I think that's a really important message that sometimes we tell ourselves, I don't want to do this today. You know, I'm going to snooze. I'm going to lay here. It's going to make me feel better right now. But we've got to stop doing things that will make us feel better in that moment and do things that will make us feel better for the rest of the day, for the rest of that week in weeks times, you know, further down the line when you're looking back and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that I got up and I did those difficult sessions because that's they're the most important gym sessions that you're going to do. The ones that were difficult, the ones where you didn't want to get up and go and do them because you proved to yourself even though I've got this little devil on my shoulder telling me, don't go, just press snooze, let's just stay in bed. I did it and I showed to myself how strong I can be and I practiced that discipline. And that is a really, really important skill to have. The whole listening to your body thing is a bit of a, a bit of a cop out, let's be honest. Because if I listen to my body every single day, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> 
oh, it's cold outside. I'm going to listen to my body and stay at home because it's cold. Oh, I'm a bit tired today. I'm not going to work out. I'm going to listen to my body and stay here. Like doing that is kind of that like self-sabotaging behavior of staying in your comfort zones because that's what feels good for you right now in that moment. But you know that staying in comfort zones isn't going to help push you forward. Staying in comfort zones isn't going to help you to get to your goals, which is why we have to start pushing those comfort zones and reminding yourself what you are showing up for. This is what I want to work towards. And this is why I'm making the difficult decision in this moment to go to the gym. Yes, it might not feel comfortable right now, but it's going to make me feel better when I'm looking back in months time and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the changes in my body. I'm feeling so proud of myself. I'm feeling so strong. And I'm looking back and I'm being thankful to past me that I got up and I went to the gym. And as well, not just the delayed gratification and the the waiting for the results, but also in that moment, like you go to the gym, you will feel proud. You'll feel glad that you did it. You'll look back and you'll be like, yay, go me. I feel so much better for that than imagining what you'd feel like if you just stayed at home and sat on the sofa. You would feel pretty rubbish, right? So you've got to do it for that as well. And of course, the endorphins that are released when you exercise and that buzz that we do get from exercise, all those things you have to keep reminding yourself of. And that's got to be part of that why, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I striving towards this? Because if we just stay in comfort zones, nothing's going to change. And there's nothing more uncomfortable than sitting there wishing that you'd have done something, wishing that you were sat in a different place, looking at all of these other people who have achieved their goals. Like that is uncomfortable. So I think you've got to choose your discomfort. And that's a really powerful thing. I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent there, but it's a really important mindset to have. And I think, like I mentioned, the main thing is consistency. I didn't do anything drastic to lose eight pounds. Admittedly, a lot of that is going to be water weight. A lot of it is going to be food volume that was still digesting from Christmas because that's normal. This is what happens when we start a weight loss journey. But what you've got to remember is that we do not get disheartened. We do not feel like, oh, you know, I feel crap now that the scales have slowed down. Yes, I've had ups and downs. I feel like I'm going to cough again. I do apologize. Yes, I've had ups and downs on that scales. I've been in my luteal phase, which is the lead up to your period, which for me is definitely my heaviest point. And I've got through that. It's also my hungriest. I also feel very hungry, but I've got through that. And now I'm in my follicular phase. I know, right. Yeah. The good hormones are coming back, the feel-good feels. I know that I'm feeling happier in myself. I know that I'm feeling much better. And I know that it's an easier period for me to get through. And I think that's what you've got to remember. Like, these phases don't last forever. Things will pass. But also, yes, motivation will come and go. But it's not motivation that's going to drive you. Action will drive you forward. So you have to take action. You have to listen to your goals. Think about what you want to achieve and use that as the get up and go. Don't use the cop out of I'm listening to my body. (laughs) Like, yeah, admittedly, I've probably listened to my body this week when I've not been able to breathe out of the right side of my nose. And I've had a banging sinus headache. And I've probably not well, I know that I haven't. I've not been to the gym as much. I've only been twice so far this week. I'm hoping to go tomorrow, but we will see. 
But yeah, that's a truly a time where you've got to listen to your body. But sometimes if we're feeling tired, sometimes if we're just feeling that little bit lethargic, we're sat on the sofa, often the best way to raise that mood and to raise those energy levels is actually good to go out for a walk. It's to go out and exercise. That will give you that buzz that's going to make you feel energized. And that's what you've got to remember. Like exercise is wonderful, not just for the body, but for the brain as well. So it's consistency, it's consistency over time. And this is why I want you guys to join me on my journey and to keep an eye, keep an eye, keep stalking me, you know, come and follow me, of course, on Instagram and see what I'm up to on my journey and just to understand the different things that I'm going through, because that's something that I am about sharing is those different stages that do happen on that journey and the highs, the lows, the struggles, but also just the changes in myself not just physically but mentally and seeing what I'm capable of well as well and that's such a powerful thing so exciting times and if you want to know about ways that you can work with me come and find me on Instagram my profile is tagged in the show notes and if you're scared to reach out you know to ask a question then just drop me a DM with the word hello and I will take it from there. I know that it can be a scary world sometimes. It's very scary to reach out to individuals. I wish that some of the creepy men would think this too, but sadly they don't. But thank you so much for joining me on my return to the podcast. And I look forward to the episodes that I'm going to bring and have a great rest of your week.